This video is sponsored by Jerry's Artorama. Jerry's Artorama Online has been serving artists for over 50 years, providing only the best quality art supplies. Jerry's Artorama has premier lines that sell all over the world and are used by millions of artists and professionals worldwide for amazing results. In addition to over 65,000 fine art supplies, choose from over 4,000 free art lessons, oil painting, drawing, acrylics, watercolors, mixed media, and the largest selection of new supplies professionally evaluated and created by artists for artists. Jerry's Artorama has been empowering artists since 1968. We provide reliability, better art supplies, great prices, and exceptional service. The quality of your art matters to us. What's up, people? Welcome to our live stream. Today, we're going to be drawing master copies. And if you want to learn how to turn your artistic weakness into your strength, check out artprof.org, where we have lots of free resources, tutorials, critiques, art dares, and all that cool stuff. So, Clara, why don't you get us started for today? What are we working on? I am working on Head of an Angel by Albrecht Durer. And I believe you're doing a Michelangelo drawing? Yep, Michael, yep, Michelangelo, Michelangelo, whatever his name is. <laughs> <laughs> that dude, yep. right? That guy, that famous guy. So yeah. I'm curious, Jordan, why did you pick that piece? Because this is the art dare for this month. And a lot of this is just thinking, okay, who do I want to learn from? Uh, well... I wanted to do some figure drawing for, for one, and I was actually going to use uh, Giacometti, and then I realized a lot of the stuff that he did was, um, or a lot of stuff that I like wasn't online, uh, like a lot of his more technical figure drawings and stuff. And so I was like, okay, who else did that that I haven't really looked at in a while who I could like really learn from? And I was like, oh, Michelangelo, why not? So yeah, it was kind of a fluke in a way, but uh, we're going to see how much I can learn from this. Oh, and I'm drawing a ballpoint pen, by the way, for those of you guys who are curious. I don't just draw in pencils. We are both computer. doing ballpoint pen. Yeah. Which, you know something, I never really thought about ballpoint pen as being that exciting. But the thing is, then I watched Mia Rozier, who does our YouTube and Instagram comments, and she was just doing these, like, epic ballpoint pen drawings I was like oh my god I had no idea you could do work like that Ooh, I had to check out some of those videos I've definitely seen her work and I'm super impressed by them but They're incredible yeah, ballpoint pen is always intimidating for me on some level because the no erasing thing it's kind of freaky by the way we would love for all of you to draw along with us and it doesn't matter if you're not doing a master copy Hopefully you're just making art. But if you do want to draw along with the same pieces, go down to the YouTube video description below. And we do have links to the two drawings that Jordan and I are working on. And if you want information on art supplies that we're using today, that is also in the YouTube video description below. And after the stream, Jordan and I will be doing a stage session in the Discord where you get to chat with us on voice. And if anybody's doing a master copy today, we will get to talk about it in the Discord.
by the way, thank you so much to Jill, comma, for the super sticker. We so much appreciate your support. Yeah. I always like that one. <laughs> I'm only a little biased, though. <laughs> a little bit. W315 says, are there archival ballpoint pens? I'm not sure about that. Do you know anything about that, Jordan? I'm not sure what that means. Um, I'm using Papermate ballpoint pens that I got at, like, Walgreens or something. So, or one of those types of stores. Um, so, yeah. Well, archivals just isn't going to last long term. Oh, I don't know. We'll we'll see. Um, to, <laughs> remind, me, remind me in twenty years when our prof gets like owns its own like giant studio and stuff. Ask me twenty years to bring this drawing up, and we'll we'll find it. <laughs> I think archival just... Jordan is about centuries, not months or years. <laughs> yeah, well, like, well, we're not going to be around in centuries, so give it twenty years. <laughs> I, I know, but what if my really sad, pathetic drawing of Durer's gorgeous angel, what if people want it in 200 years? That's cool, but I don't know how you're going to be around to like know that. That's true. <laughs> unless, you, unless you find the fountain of youth here. No, no, no. Have you read Tuck Everlasting? I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. So Talk Everlasting is this book about this family that lives forever and basically how terrible it is to live forever. Oh, wow. That's depressing. It is depressing. <laughs> Sheesh. Well, why do they say that? Like, what are the reasons? Well, just picture it. You have to, like, watch everybody you like die, like, over and over again. <laughs> like, nobody's ever around. <laughs> I imagine that's like what vampires deal with, right? Uh, Don't they live so. for, for a long time or forever? I don't know. Yeah, that's true. But the thing is, vampires have all those special abilities. Tuck everlasting, they just don't die. Oh. Eh, well, win some, you lose some, I guess. Seven Angelic says, Ballpoint has this interesting ability to shade in a way that felt tip or hard tip just doesn't. And yes, Pentel makes an archival one. Oh, good to know. I had no idea about that. I just love, Jordan, that every time somebody asks a question here and I don't know the answer, there's somebody in the chat who knows. <laughs> yeah, that's always great because I certainly don't know everything. <laughs> I know about the memes I know about. And then when I switch it up, I'm like, mm. <laughs> Well, I think it just goes to show that the learning never ends. Like this whole concept of, oh, you'll learn everything you need to know at art school. It is not true. And it doesn't matter how smart you are, right? Oh, yeah. I always think that's kind of ridiculous because even though it's the name art school, when you really think about it, it's four years. And then if you take out summer vacation and spring break, and <laughs> spring break it's more like, it's more like, you know, three years, really. So, right. right? <laughs> and stuff so yeah it's not a lot it's not a long time at all i mean i'm a self-taught video person like i didn't take a single video class when i was at RISD as an undergrad interesting i think i did because i wanted to do animation at first um 
like the actual major. Um, but I don't know just how many of those skills were transferable. Um, some of them, I'm sure, were like editing and stuff, but not a lot. I want to give a shout out to FDSFD. I made my first art sale thanks to Artprof. Oh my gosh, that is amazing. So I love that. Congratulations, FDSDFD. <laughs> That's so cool. That's always the most really exciting whenever you sell a piece, but your first one, that's, that's epic. Skyrus says for the October art there, does it need to be a sketch or can it be a painting? We are saying to do a drawing in traditional media and it has to be a drawing that was created before 1950 because who doesn't need to brush up on their art history skills, right? Precisely. Although I'm curious, Jordan, how do you feel about your art history skills? Do you feel very confident or like, what's your take on it in terms of your own knowledge? No, I, I, no? <laughs> I, I really, I really don't. And, and here, and here's, here's why for me, for some reason, the information, and I'm, maybe I'm not the only ones like this, but the information that always sticks best for me is the information I'm actually interested in. And when I was taking art history classes, I learned about a lot of stuff that I just genuinely did not find intriguing. I'm not saying it didn't have value, but right. I don't remember stuff that I don't find interesting. And so the things that I like are the things that, you know, tend to stick with me a lot better. So it's kind of messed up, but <laughs> it's just how my brain operates somehow. I guess I'm the opposite because I'm a huge art history nerd. I just love it. Yeah, don't you remember how easy it was for me to pronounce all those Italian names? Okay, you got to do it now. Parmigianino. What? <laughs> Parmigianino. <laughs> Parmigianino. Yeah, okay, you're all right. The thing is, if you say it, then I can just copy what you say. But if you show me the actual name, then that's where you would screw up. So if someone wants to type in the chat, like some random Italian artist, and just have me say it for the day, <laughs> for the stream, then we could do that. And I'll embarrass myself multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> Maria so is asking, do comics count? I mean, they were drawn by the artisan traditional, but what we see are the prints. Oh, totally. If you want to pick, when was Superman started, Jordan? Do you know? Uh, I would say 1930, 1931, something see? around there. You can do a Superman master copy. Yeah. Unfortunately, Spider-Man doesn't count. He wasn't created till 1962, so. Ginger Cell says, I had to do master copies in my drawing one class. It was so tough. Well, why do you think master copies are difficult? Because they are, but not easy. Um, getting out of your own head and trying to go into the artist's mind is always really challenging. Um, you're trying to put aside your personal preferences in favor of this artist who you've probably never spoken to. In the cases of before 1950, I would say 99% of them you'll never speak to. Um, and I think that's just always tough, you know? Um, it's like trying to learn a new language all of a sudden. Well, and I also think when you try to draw like somebody else, it just feels really foreign. Like I'm doing all these really super curly, 
crosshatch lines. Everything just feels so bumpy to me. Like I would never draw like this. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's interesting because like for what I do in my field, like we're our job is to kind of do master copies in a weird way, if you think about it. Yeah. Because we're supposed to copy the style of the show or the film, you know, like if the character looks right. like this, you can't you can't just go like I feel like drawing him like this and this drawing. Like, no, it doesn't work like that. So you know, I think in some ways I might have a leg up there than a lot of other artists, but it's still really challenging just to get to that place because subtle details and everyone being on the same page, it's not easy. Well, but I also think it helps to have the right mindset with a master copy because a lot of people think that a master copy is all about, okay, how perfectly accurate can I make this master copy look? But I'm not worried about that. Like what I'm doing right now is I'm doing the cross hatching on the face, but I'm not being precise about every single line. Like I'm just saying, oh, these lines go in this direction. I'm going to make lines in that direction. I'm not like counting the lines. And once you realize that that's the goal, it's a lot better because you're not feeling like it's about accuracy and precision. Yeah, I think when we take out the precision aspect, things suddenly become much easier because when I was in school, I did several master copies and there's no way, like I tried to do a, a pointillism painting master copy and oh my gosh, you can only imagine how painful that is. Uh, for those who don't know what pointillism is, it's like all the little dots, you know, on a painting and um, that painting was started in 2014. It's still not done, <laughs> but I will never work on it again. <laughs> That's how painful it was. So, yeah. But see, in the case of pointillism, it's not about copying every dot. It's about learning how to paint with dots. And as long as you're having that experience, that's the only thing that matters. So don't tell yourselves that if it doesn't look just like Durr, you failed because you know, nobody's going to draw like Durr. <laughs> that's where I got trapped because I didn't know that. I didn't think that way. And it took me oh, a while really? before I yeah, because that it wasn't either it didn't sink in or it wasn't explained to me that way. And I don't think it really sank in until I did a master copy of Edgar Payne in my senior year of, at RISD. And um, I don't I, I don't know the name of it, but it's it's a really popular one. It's um it's like mountain range and it's, um, got horses and stuff on the bottom. And our job was to master or to copy the color for the most part. And I finally figured that out. And I was like, oh, I get it now. I understand. <laughs> and it made things much easier. All right. We, we got a name for you, Jordan, right. in the chat from Seven Angelic. Do you see it? <laughs> oh, OK. Yeah, let, let's let's try it. Um, Artemisia Gen Gentilski. <laughs> How do you say it? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not Italian, but the, the correct sort of a pronunciation, Artemisia Gentileschi. Yeah, see, that would, yeah, that, I I know nothing about Italian. Um, yeah, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> Good job. So we have a oh, question wow. so from Reb... <laughs> Sorry, Reb Blunt says, so is this dare for drawing, not painting? Yes, we are saying only drawings. Jordan, why do you think we said only drawings and not paintings? Uh, 
Well, for me, it's less torture. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I think part of it is just because um, a lot of it is about structure. With drawings, I feel like it's easier to see that um, when you're looking at a work and you see the, how they're using planes, how they're using volume and stuff like that. Paintings, a lot of people tend to skip that step. And I noticed that a lot of the best painters have really good, solid drawing skills. And so I think it's more just about making it easier and focusing on one thing at a time. But uh, that's my guess. I don't know how accurate I am. I mean, don't get me wrong. Doing a master copy painting is absolutely wonderful. It's just that I feel like drawings are more transparent than paintings because with a painting, so much just gets covered up. And so there probably are many, many layers of paint and you just can't see them. But in a drawing, you see everything. Like if they messed up, you can see that. And I think that that's really valuable in terms of seeing, okay, how did they actually make this drawing? It's just more clear. Yeah, that's a good point. Oh my gosh. Sonnet so says drawing in any medium, right? Yeah, so what we're telling people is you want to use a material that's close to or similar to what the original drawing was. So for example, this Durr drawing, it probably was done with a dip pen and ink, but I'm doing a gel pen with ballpoint pen just to show all of you that you can get the same experience without using the exact same material. Karen says, we can let Jordan off pronouncing his Italian names if he uses charcoal or graphite putty. I will oh, say this, yeah. I, will I will mispronounce every Italian name under the sun if I have those two options. <laughs> <laughs> Claudia says, what are you using? So I am using, what is this? It's just a crappy Bic pen, probably from the grocery store. And then this one is Jelly Roll from Sakura. We do have the links in the video description below. So if anybody wants to take a look at the specific supplies, you can go down there. Molly says, I'm looking at the Van Gogh landscape from the folder, and he guesses in the media he used, I thought charcoal, but some parts look inky. I think they're in ink, Molly. I think he probably used maybe a quill pen that wasn't super sharp, and then was able to get more variety. I don't think that they're charcoal. I think the portraits are charcoal, but the landscapes to me really look like they are ink. Hey, how about this one? We got another name for you. <laughs> All right. Tintoretto. Oh, you got that one. That one was easy. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> We're going to give you a tougher one next time. You know, I was almost going to taunt that. Like, give me a tougher one. And I was like, no, they're going to find it. Yeah. <laughs> So we have a question from Jason who says, should you take advantage of the x-ray research on paintings to see the hidden lower layers? You can. I mean, I don't see how that would hurt you just to 
really understand those layers. I don't know how much it would help in terms of actually making the painting, but as far as understanding the process, absolutely. I imagine Skyra says, I guess I need this kick in the butt. I love painting, but I could use improvement in the drawing department. Getting more practice will probably benefit my paintings in the future. Oh, for sure. And I like these, Jordan, because I don't have to think that hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's nice to kind of just have a Sunday morning stream, drawing stream. Well, don't you feel like you're just coasting? <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. And and I didn't warm up today. I told you, Claire, before I start, we started the stream, but I didn't warm up. So, uh, yeah. And I actually haven't drawn in a couple of days because I was on a trip. So, <laughs> yeah, I got to get my skills back up. A couple days. <laughs> oh, no. Yes. yes, that's right. It's like LeBron not taking a shot for, you know, for a couple of days of practicing dribbling or something. You know, it's just I'm not comparing myself to those to someone like great like him. But still, it's just it's off. It's weird. You know, it's, it's awkward. I mean, I feel that way about exercise. If I don't exercise for two days, I just feel like absolute crap. Yeah, I feel that. I get that. It's probably going to be my plan right after the stream, too. <laughs> oh, Jordan, this is a really good one. Okay, you got to do this. Oof. Okay. Oh, uh, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared. Um, Dom Domenico Ghirlando. Actually, I don't know how to pronounce that one. Anyway. Okay, seven and how, how close was I? On a scale of one to ten, how, how close was I? <laughs> well, here here's the tip, Jordan. Italian is phonetic. And so there are certain word combinations, letter combinations that are always pronounced the same way. So if you see G-H, it's always G. And if you see just G, it's J. So if you apply those principles, it's actually a lot easier. Oh, okay. So it's, so I've been on ARPA for how many years and you just now tell me that? Yeah. I could have sounded so much more professional sooner on. Just nah, let me, it's just not let fun me go to be professional. <laughs> Fair enough. Being professional is overrated. Bar. I guess so. Fair. Yeah, that's true. We, we got a question from Jason Wartank. Any good exercises for artists or wrist stretches? Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of good stuff you can do. Um, one is, you know, you can stretch your wrist like this. Sometimes if you can have someone massage your wrist right here, too, that also helps. Um, next. Um, Jordan, I think you're breaking uh, up a little bit. Uh, do we freeze? For me, at least. Oh, no. No, you're back. You're back. Okay. Um, I'm back. Okay. Um, anyway, Jason, <laughs> uh, I was just saying stretch your um, shoulder blades on the, or get a massage on your shoulder blades on your drawing arm. That also really helps. 
Um, and also just generally exercising it, like doing whatever you do at the gym, like dumbbells or whatever, just making those muscles stronger will also really help. So yeah, there's that. Well, so a lot of people ask me that question. And I think actually the more important thing is that you get up and walk around. That really helps me a lot. Yeah, being an artist is a very sedentary lifestyle, so you have to keep that in check. Yeah. Francis says, first time to catch a live. Awesome. I'm very excited. Is it okay to post my master copy drawing on the Discord as my first post, or will I need to post an introduction in a certain channel? No, you just post. <laughs> we don't care where you post. I mean, it is nice to introduce yourself if you want to in the general channel. That's usually where new members come and tell us who they are. But if you want to just pop into lot post live streams, yeah, that's totally cool. So what are you learning from that Michelangelo drawing, Jordan? Am I learning? I'm yep. seeing so many muscles pop out of places I didn't think they should pop out of. So um, the way he's overlapping, the way he's um, like learning to see what he's seeing, the delicacy i think that's the tough part for me is getting that, that like delicate transition um of like shadow to light that i'm still trying to figure out there's a lot to glean from this for sure i am learning how wonky this angel is <laughs> look at him he's so funny looking he does have a particularly round face. It's so round. Like, I had no idea how round and organic this drawing was until I started putting in all the cross-hatching marks, which are all, like, super, super curvy. Yeah, those round, curvy drawings always, like, felt weird to me. Like, I never really knew how to approach them. Really? They always were kind of... Yeah, because it's just, like... It doesn't feel solid enough for me, generally speaking, you know? Like, well, do you not like cross-hatching? Uh, I like the look of it. Doing it myself is definitely a challenge. I think that's just, you know, lack of trying it um, and just not doing it enough. Um, and maybe, no, wait, no, 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 hold on. I'm thinking back to some of my drawings in school. And I actually was pretty good at cross-hatching. Um, mm. But the issue I had with it was I was using charcoal. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Hulk went when cool. Yeah, that was the problem. That was the problem. FDSFD says, are cartoons okay? For example, John Tenniel's illustrations from the original Alice in Wonderland. Oh, Tenniel would be fantastic because he has beautiful line work. So yeah, I mean, there's no genre we're gonna say no to. It just has to be a drawing in traditional media before 1950. And if it's Superman, go ahead. <laughs> Jason says, should you paint and draw with non-dominant arm for balance? 
I've never done that. Have you, Jordan? No. If anything, I'll make it a 10 or 20 minute challenge. Um, you know, I I don't think that um, I don't think it's necessary to draw with both arms unless you just really want to be efficient with your time. But then you're gonna have to retrain yourself how to write and draw. Like that's probably gonna be annoying. Um, if you're worried about your muscles aching, just do just do regular exercises for your arms, um, and just get those muscles stronger, and you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Stretch. Put some ice on it every once in a while. You'll be good. And don't draw with too much pressure. If you put, if you squeeze the brush or pen or whatever it is too hard, that can cause a lot of issues too. It's funny, Jordan. It's actually hard to hold the pencil loosely. I think that the default reaction is to grip really hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've known people, multiple people actually, who have wrist issues. Um, one of them was so is so permanent that they had to quit being an artist altogether. Um, oh. This person was a classmate of mine. Um, so you really want to like be careful about how delicate you are. And I would prefer delicacy over holding with a stern grip any day. Um, you just you don't want to get messed up like that. It's really sad. So Jordan, I know a lot of people find master copies very challenging for good reason. In some ways, I find it relaxing because Durer has resolved all the drawing issues for me. I'm like, thanks. Hmm. You know, I, I'm trying to think. The one thing with this is I feel like there's some things earlier on that I should could have done that would have made it better. Like, oh, if I tilted this more or something like that. And it's like, ah, oh, dag nabbit, you know. Um, but other than that, you know, I do find it rather relaxing. It's, you know, a lot of the, the, the challenge to me is not throwing all my thinking out the, the door just because it's been done for me, because now I have to understand right. what he did. It's yeah. sort of like, you know, as much as I don't like math, it's like being in math class and seeing the teacher do it and you understand it in class. And then suddenly when you go to homework, go and do your homework, you have to like re-understand what the teacher was trying to explain to you. Um, it's kind of how it, how it makes me feel. Oh, for sure. You know what I really had trouble with Jordan was, you see how the angel has this like bend to the neck? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of trouble getting that because when I first did my pencil sketch, I kept making it too straight. And it's like, I didn't realize how dramatic the bend was until I had made it too simple. Mm, yeah. That's how I feel about the angle of this torso. Like, I feel like there could be more of a tilt to it as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You got me this time, Michelangelo. <laughs> what makes you realize how dramatic a lot of these drawings are like you don't think they're that dramatic but then you go to draw them and you're like oh whoa this is like majorly tilted compared to what i thought it was mm -hmm. yeah it's that challenge right there it's definitely the challenge but it's fun you know there's no pressure on this one it's not like i have to turn this in and expect to get a grade on it that just makes you feel a lot better i've had my time getting graded on artwork <laughs> Oh my Six God, can I tell you, 
how much I love not having to grade people anymore. It's fabulous. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Okay, tell us, tell us. <laughs> it's it's just so stressful to grade people because well, what I'm supposed to stick a letter onto somebody's progress. And the thing is, I think what's been harder is in recent years, I just noticed more and more students complaining about their grades. That was not the case when I first started teaching. Like you'd get one here and there, but it, it makes you nervous because when people are just constantly second guessing you, it's very stressful. I can imagine. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the grade I got your actually. You definitely got an A. Did I? Oh, I have to check and make sure that's the truth. Because <laughs> I, uh, I think it was, I think it might have been a B plus. I have them screenshotted. I have my grades from RISD screenshotted somewhere. I'm oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what the thing is? People think that I grade. But I'll take an A now. I, I will totally take an A. Quality over of the drawing. People think I grade based on the quality of the drawing, but I don't. I grade based on improvement. Oh. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to look. I'm going to have to say. See, I'm having issues right now with the cross hatching because now I'm feeling like it's too much on part of the torso. But uh, whatever's, whatever's. Sonnet says, if you're drawing or painting on an easel, have you ever taped your pencil charcoal to the end of a stick? That's how we were taught in school. <laughs> did you ever have Nick Palermo at RISD, Jordan? <laughs> no, I didn't. I almost did, but no. He's so funny. He used to have these six foot long bamboo sticks and he would attach his crayon to the end of it and he'd hold it like he was in a jousting tournament. It was hilarious. He was like a, a medieval knight holding these sticks. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can never draw like that and be happy. <laughs> that doesn't sound like fun to me. <laughs> I like controlling well, my whatever I come out with. It's like his extreme version to illustrate a point. It's like, yeah, it's not that practical to actually draw that way, but he was trying to tell us that, oh, you need to get distance and you need to loosen up. And I don't know, he just always had this way of doing total hyperbole. Oh, that's what that was for. Okay, and that makes yeah. a little bit more sense. I can yeah, yeah. I can work with that. How are you liking the ballpoint pen, Jordan? Oh, that's fine. You know, um, it it draw like it doesn't feel hard to put a mark down, which is really nice. And I think I do need to start practicing with it. But I think what it's helping me do is one, dedicate to my lines more, and two, it's making me, it's forcing me to control my values. So those are always really good things. Um, even though I primarily draw you know, like animated style figures or characters with all the line weights like the same. This is always good. This is always good. Well, and I do think that 
you don't have to use the exact same material to get something out of the master copy. And honestly, if the gel pen just streamlines the process for you so you don't have to struggle so much with the technique, that's fine because really this Durer drawing that I'm doing, it's a cross-hatching exercise. It's not about anything else really. It's me trying to understand his line work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I think this can be a decent drawing. You know, like I said, I think the, the part for me that it becomes tough is like those softer transitions, like learning how to do that is always going to be, has, has always been tough for me. W315 says to get graded on improvement, shouldn't students turn in a before and after drawing together? Well, what I would do at the end of the semester is we would have these final reviews where I would say to the students, okay, I want you to bring in five homework assignments and I want you to pick the one that you think is the least successful and the one that you think is the most successful. And then we would talk at the final review, like why they felt that way. And so that was a good way for me to just quickly gauge their progress. And, and I know, I know who's working hard. It's, it's usually pretty obvious. I remember that conversation we had actually. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I remember it. What did I, I say? Exactly what... Um, you were well. You were talking about uh, how much I improved with value and composition. Um, we talked about one piece because there's one piece in particular that we didn't get a critique for because we had a field trip or something like that. Right. And so I remember talking about that one, but uh, overall it was it was very. It's very nice. And I was like, oh my gosh, the stress is finally leaving me. This is fantastic. Because uh, that was a rough semester, Clara. That was a rough semester. Oh, no. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> no, it's really rough. I mean, I never want to work that hard again. I remember one particular night, it was a Friday. And, and I don't know if it was the final for your class or what, but I went to bed at nine o'clock right after your right after dinner and having your class and I just passed out for like 11 hours. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm so tired. It is, it's rough, but you know something, I think the advantage of that is after you go through an experience like that, just nothing phases you. Yeah, that's fair. I've been through multiple experiences like that. Um, there was one class in grad school where I never slept a single night for right the night before that class. Um, it was also on a Friday. I never slept on Thursdays for 14 weeks straight. It was absolutely brutal. I hated my life God. for that for that period of time. It was like, oh my gosh, hurt me. Please put me in the hospital. I don't want to be here. Red Blunt says, I've never tried pen for something this ambitious. Try it, because the thing about the master copy, it's really not about the product. I mean, what, Jordan, am I going to hang this up in my living room? I mean, it's like really not an important piece to me. I actually think it's just purely the experience, because you know this is not your drawing. You're not going to own this piece. So I don't know. I find that sort of freeing to remember that. 
yeah the way you can think about it is like a sketchbook piece like you don't always publish the stuff that's in your sketchbook and we've talked about this many times before not just you and i claire but multiple members on the staff have talked about how we don't put our worst I'm not saying these are like the worst drawings we've ever done or anything. Obviously. Right. Not much. I don't know. I just think we should all lower our expectations. It just—it's too stressful <laughs> to always be like, oh, "It has to be good. It has to be good." It's like I can't live like that. Yeah, life is tough enough. <laughs> we got enough going on. And I, I do think there is so much value to just an experience, the experience of drawing versus being so product oriented. Like Jordan, have you ever had pieces that were just fun to work on, but they didn't come up that great? <laughs> um, I'm sure I have, I can't think of any off the top of my head. <laughs> I'm sure there were some, yeah. Well, like, okay, right now you're doing this Michelangelo drawing this is fun, right? <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. That's actually a good example. Yes, I would say that this is one of those times for sure. I think in most recent, I think I need a little bit more distance from art school, to be honest with you, because it's only yeah. been a year and change, a year and three months. So once I give me another year or two, I'll probably start going like, yeah, this was, this was fun and fine and stuff, you know? And I'm not doing a portfolio piece per se, because like, I always work with the expectation that needs to be in a portfolio or something yeah. and it's you know, sometimes very stressful unfortunately and i wish it wasn't like that sometimes but uh it is what it is you know what helps me is if i go into the piece in advance knowing it's a throwaway piece i just say nope don't have any expectations this is just a learning experience nothing else and then i don't think, oh, it has to look good. I just think, okay, this is just a learning piece. That's all it is, nothing else. Hmm. I should have done that several years ago. <laughs> so Jane says, that's how I feel about Inktober. Since I have a limited time each day, I just do the best I can. If it's not my best work, I can just hope tomorrow's is better, not focus on the product. Yeah, like, why are we so product-oriented, Jordan? <laughs> uh, you know, that's that's funny. I was reading something that said, um, it was on Instagram, it was like, if you if you don't publish a book, doesn't mean you're not a writer. If you don't, you know, sell a, a art piece, doesn't mean you're not an artist. And because we live in a world where people just want to see products and, and um, you know, and just sell things and all that stuff it can be very damaging because <laughs> of that high expectation we're setting for ourselves so yeah i think it is good to take a step back it's harder for me to do that to be honest but uh yeah yeah i don't want to just be a product for everybody you know i mean there's a time and a place for the product for sure i just don't think it has mm -hmm. to be all the time i think it can be once in a while and you can let yourself enjoy the other stuff yeah the other day i actually sat down and played the spider-man video game and i haven't played a video game like that since i was 18 years old and that was eight years ago 
like uh -huh. really and i was like wow this is what it's like to just have free time and have fun oh my gosh like what is this fantastic <laughs> you know something else when i step away for a little while and, and i'm really somebody who have to tear me away from my work and then i come back it, it's like it feels better you, you ever feel that way oh yeah usually because i'm not hungry anymore <laughs> Good comment from Ricardo, who says, we have to accept our limitations. That's where our style begins and our peace of mind. You know, it's too stressful. There's too many other stressful things in life. Like, you know what's stressful, Jordan, is saying to myself, I got to keep my kids alive. Like, that's a lot of work. <laughs> I'm sure that is stressful. I don't have kids, so I wouldn't know that just yet. But uh, well, I'll remember well, this when that happens. <laughs> You have to watch, you know, what's so hard is, uh, you know how middle school is really hard for everybody. Yeah. I hated middle school. Yeah. The, the thing, the only thing that is worse is watching your kids go through middle school and just feeling so helpless because they don't want your help at that age, but it's like, they also really need you at the same time. It's so strange. Yeah. I remember that. I remember that era vividly. It was not fun. <laughs> it was not fun. It's, but it's I'm hard. way past that. Yes, you are. <laughs> it was funny, actually. Last night, I had a dream about one of my uh, high school, I won't say bullies, but uh, someone that I just didn't get along with. And I was giving him a piece of my mind. I'll just say that <laughs> in my dream. <laughs> I was, my sarcasm was in full effect. <laughs> yes. All right, yeah. everybody. I hope that you will join Jordan and I in the post live streams stage channel and the R Prop Discord. We will be on voice and you can come chat with us on voice. You can listen. You can get a critique on your master copy. So we hope you will join us there. The invite link is in the YouTube video description below if you are not already in the Discord. And a big thank you to our top Patreon supporters. You are all incredibly important to making sure we stay up and running. Everybody, we'll see you next time. Bye.